in movies, TV series, video games, books, and more. This is Potential Picks. Hello and welcome back to another edition of Potential Picks. I'm your host, Chris Dewar, and I'm joined by my co-host, Taylor Stokel. Today, we're reviewing the full season of Marvel Studios' The Falcon and the Winter Soldier, which premiered on Disney+. Plus. Now, Taylor, you and I are, are huge MCU fans Mm-hmm. And we were looking forward to this show a lot because, you know, we had WandaVision and that was a great start for the Disney Plus kind of Marvel release. Uh, but that was a little, you know, a very different style with the kind of throwing you off with the TV show element. And then, you know, of course, Wanda being more of like a witch and a little more magic in that. This looked like it was going to be the the pivotal kind of action buddy cop uh, spy thriller that we were kind of looking for a very different change of pace. It would be more in the same vein as um, the Winter Soldier, Captain America 2. Yeah, with, with some Civil War in there, too. And, yeah. you know, seeing what what's happened to these guys after Endgame and the blip and all that stuff. So, also, yeah, giving a little more spotlight to some of, more of, the, some of the more side characters um, that we haven't really gotten. So I think that's this is what these MCU universe TV shows are doing that bring a little more light to maybe not necessarily the main, you know, big power players like Captain America, Iron Man. So I think that's what's exciting that you can tell these epic stories with some characters that need a little bit more love. Indeed. So before we continue on, this is of course your spoiler warning. Spoiler warning. There it is. There it was. (laughs) So of course, if you've not seen all of the Falcon or soldier, we will be talking about some spoilers in this season. And if you don't want to hear those, go watch the show on Disney Plus and then yeah. come back and listen yeah, to our it, review. Pause it, watch it, come back. We're we'll also here. Of course. So we started off with New World Order. This is the first episode. And uh, man, the episode started off with a bang. It had that huge kind of like six to eight minute long scene of, uh, you know, Sam as Falcon uh, trying to track down these guys. And it was like a really awesome, you know, flying fight if you will a dog fight in the sky yeah. uh it was really exciting action they really you know grabbed you right away with this huge action sequence and we got introduced back to an old character from uh winter soldier uh which was pretty exciting uh we haven't seen him in quite a while so we have a truck back uh mr mr legs mr yeah. likes to use his legs and kick oh, things yeah, yeah, the kick the kick master mm-hmm so that was a very exciting, I think, opening to the show was like, let's get them, you know, grabbed right away. This really great action sequence. And being that there is superheroes that can fly in the MCU, it's always exciting to watch Sam fly because it's just it's similar to Iron Man. He's just using this suit that he has with these wings and how he can kind of go in and out of places and how he can kind of grab the wings in if he needs to. And then shoot him back out. It's yeah, always he's, very he's thrilling very, to watch He's very that. capable, you know, fighter and flyer. So it was really kind of cool to see, you know, what he can do. So if you're not necessarily into the superhero kind of, you know, fantastical, these guys are superpowers. This guy's a, you know, just normal guy and just using his uh, his abilities as a soldier. So, yeah, right away, awesome. And then we go into what's happened with Bucky ever since he came back from the blip because he really hasn't had time in the scope of the films to really 
think back on his time as a winter soldier because again uh coming you know before the blip when he was in wakanda was the whole time he was kind of re rewiring his brain and they were it was a re like the wakanda rehabilitation uh program yeah. you know uh, uh we're gonna coin that um and so that whole time he was you know became the white the white wolf would fight um that's right so yeah so he there was all that kind of story of him coming to terms with who he was and just becoming normal again. And so then the blip happens and he's out of existence. And so he's still fighting this good fight of, you know, fighting these nightmares and he's got mandated therapy from the government that pardoned him, which is great. And he has to do this therapy and he's trying to make amends um, for all the people that he affected as the winter soldier. So you really see a really good internal struggle where he's going through this emotional thing and, and, and losing, you know, Steve. And now that Steve's not in the world, the only friend he has is Sam and Sam's kind of the reluctant friend. Yeah. You know, the two of them were kind of, uh, in a, a, a bromance trio, if you will, with Steve, uh, you know, from the different times of life. And, it's interesting that, you know, a thing that they play throughout this whole series is the idea of uh, the shield and what the legacy that Steve left. And right in this first episode, if you if you remember an endgame, at the end of the film, the big climactic ending of the film was that Steve gives the shield to Sam. You know, in the he comics, there's the times where Falcon takes over and there's times where Bucky takes over mm -hmm. and they, you know, and uh, the MCU chose with Sam and, you know, he even said it in the game, it doesn't feel like it's mine. And Steve was like, it is, you know, it, it belongs to you. And right in this first episode, he, he, he donates, he gives the shield up to like, you know, the Smithsonian in a way he gives it back. That belongs he, in a museum. <laughs> he doesn't want it. And it really kind of affects, uh, you know, this whole idea of well if that does that shield just need to collect dust in a museum and and you know bucky especially someone that thinks that you know if steve left a few for a reason you should take it and so there's it kind of left the big it kind of left the big question of like well does that mean just captain america is done like you know steve's gone from all we know so does that mean that 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 title and what that name means is it is it over with and then we kind of got introduced to you know, our, kind of our main villain group for this show, which was the Flag Smashers. Mm -hmm. And we kind of got the sense that they have some superhuman strength to them, some abilities that are above normal. And they wear these kind of masks that, I, again, I kind of <laughs> I kind of think of a Saruman in Lord of the Rings. It has, like, you know, this kind of handprint on the, you know, or like a face yeah, on the like mask. Yeah, like the Orc Warriors. The Orc Warriors, <laughs> yeah. But it was kind of cool that it was, it was a technological-based system on, like, an app that they would, like, meet each other and kind of do like a flash mob sequence to kind of do their scheming so that yeah. a bunch of people would be freaking out and then the cops can like figure that out. So we're kind of, okay, these are, these are kind of group of uh, potential villains, not really sure what they're going to be. And then I did like that. It was kind of like for a show that, you know, some of these movies are these characters meeting in the big cities like New York or, you know, wherever that might be. It was kind of nice to see Sam get to go back to Louisiana and like, see his home life see like yeah, his sister his and yeah. his nephews and know that you know he's he really is a down-earth guy who just happens to be an avenger you know yeah so i thought that was pretty a, a pretty great episode overall and it ended of course with a little twist where the u.s government has yep. uh has said we actually have a new captain america 
And we are introduced to John Walker at the end of episode one. Yeah. So pretty solid uh, first episode here for for this series. Uh, Absolutely. Good action at the beginning. And then drew you in with the character work. Yeah. And then, you know, continuing on. And then we go into episode two where we're left. You know, who is this John Walker character? And, you know, right after that episode happened, of course, all the memes, all the, you know, all the jokes. And it was just like, people were like, what is this? So we had to wait, you know, another week and see in Walker's kind of like not so much a little backstory, but a little bit more of an insight of, you know, who this guy is. And again, we see that John Walker is, is a, you know, three-time decorated war hero. And, you know, he has this desire to live up to the mantle of Steve. And you can see that's weighing on him. He's got a partner in crime. He's got his Bucky. Uh, he's got a girl. Um, and so he's like, you know, I, I do want to take this seriously. And so you kind of see that the sense that, but we don't know, is he super powered? Is he just a normal guy? Because it, it really confused me when you throw that shield around. It, I feel like it's a lot heavy that you can't just whisk it around. But, you know, we're, we're kind of, oh, what is this guy? Is he just... We're guessing on the physics of that shield. But that's, yeah, yeah that's always been the case. It feels like it's it's heavier than it would be for just a normal citizen or, or soldier. So we see that they're going to be going off. Uh, Bucky and Sam are going to be going off to Munich because that's where the last attack with the Flag Smashers were. Yeah, I like how he just kind of joins them. He kind of just, like, joins them. <laughs> it's kind of like, it's like, the, it's like they've, uh, you know... It's like they pick up right where they left off. Um, and we do see, yeah, it's kind of a bit of a playful animosity to each other. Kind of, I think they're kind of wanting up each other thinking like, I'm the better soldier and warrior than the other one is. And so there's kind of that playful banter. Um, but of course, they, they can't take the shield because uh, we do have a new Captain America who has the shield. And so it is kind of funny. They had that juxtaposition of the head, you know, you know, you had Steve, and in a way, Sam was like his partner. And mm -hmm. now we have John Walker and we have his kind of second in command. Hoskins is kind of like his kind of, you know, connected partner there. Yeah. So they all go off. Uh, and this was actually, I thought, a really fun scene. This is where we really got the funny, first really funny set of dialogue and banter between Bucky and Sam when they're trying to like infiltrate this little area where the flag smashers might be. Mm -hmm. And this like the, the humor and the dialogue was so funny in that that sequence of them, you know, one would go in and try to like sneak around. And then all of a sudden, like the one right next to, be, you know, next to each other and be like, what are you doing? What are you doing? And it was like, yeah. it was very funny humor, the way like, they kind of were trying to one up hey, each other. Hey, hey, how's it going? Good. What are you doing? Yeah. And just some of the banter, because again, it's a little bit reminiscent of Iron Man and, uh, you know, with, with Tony and Steve, because Tony was always so snarky with him. And he's like, you've been, um, you know, like a little capsicle. Uh, so, <laughs> you know, there's a lot of that good humor because again their pop culture references are very different uh mm -hmm. so yeah it's really funny to see that and of course they uh their first little outing doesn't go as planned uh but no. they, they, they get their butts handed to them of course they're kind of joined uh you know captain america saving the day john walker it doesn't really go well of course he's like hey guys let's work together you know he's like hoo hoo rah rah let's let's be buddies they're mm -hmm. like no we got this we're gonna you know they're driving they're like we'll walk and um um, you know, during this time, then, um, what Bucky's like, well, Hey, listen, um, uh, I need to show you something. And I've, you know, I've got an idea, like I've got some leads and then we're kind of a nice little reveal. Bucky introduces, um, Sam to this guy named Isaiah Bradley, who was actually a veteran soldier, but a super soldier who actually fought Bucky in the Korean war. And so mm -hmm. we realized 
there was other attempts and we we had hints at this like from incredible hulk and all this stuff that there were attempts to make other super soldiers but of course the only one that people really knew of to the public was captain america so we have kind of a we have a african-american super soldier and you know he's jaded because the government tossed him aside you don't really know the full story but you know he's talking about this he's like i i have no loyalty to the government i just want to live my life uh, he doesn't want to help them out um, because what happened was he was imprisoned and experimented on by the government and Hydra for 30 years. So, you know, because again, Hydra was, you know, secretly part of the government. So there's this, he has this no love for the U S government, the military, you know, because he was tossed and tossed and cast aside. So he's very, so there's a really bitter and harsh reality embroiled in the story right there. And it's very, very poignant for the time we're in right now. And I think more is, so, yeah. So, you know, that's, that's good. And then we have, we end this really great moment again with Bucky and Sam where they, with, with, I love the, his therapist. She's great. I've seen her in so many things. And of course they're like, uh, like, oh, we're going to work together. Well, we're just going to do this one job. And and then it's like, it's always the classic, you know, lethal weapon, all that. We got one yeah. more job to do. So. One and one and done. I will not have to see this guy again. Yeah, how course, many sequels have we had of that? No, we know they're going to end up being you know best buds. But that's like you and I. We keep saying one and yeah. done every episode. So and then yeah, next week's the last podcast, guys. No, just kidding. But no, it did kind of lead to them understanding. Okay, well, if if our leads are this group of flag smashers, somehow are super soldiers, which means that somehow they got a new batch of serum. Uh, the only person who knows more about that and Hydra than anyone we know. Is of course our good old friend uh, who's in prison right now, Zemo. Mm-hmm. So the episode was like, we gotta talk to Zemo. I was like, are we doing this? He's like, yeah, we're gonna go talk to Zemo. And they're, they're thinking the enemy of my enemy is my friend. So we gotta. Yeah, exactly. So and that that leads us into our next episode, which was Power Broker. Power episode Broker. Three. So this actually it was started off very funny because yes, in a, in a classic action movie where you know you see this all the time, the trope of you know, a character will describe the breakout plan to, you know, have an inmate or a friend or someone escape or, a prison or, a heist or, something. or whatever kind or of plan. Heist. Yeah. <laughs> Usually you see the whole plan, uh, you know, visually, you know, perfect. And then, yeah. of course, afterwards is the actual attempt and things go wrong. But what they did instead is they did like what the attempt to be. And when Sam's like, no, we're not doing that. And he turns around and there's Zemo. So that Bucky had already done it. He had already yeah. taken the step head and got Zemo which was, out. Which was a smart move for the episode. Then you didn't have to spend a whole episode of, mm-hmm. you know, breaking him out. And it was like, it was just very well executed. Again, the editing and all that was perfect. So that was great. And then, so now Zemo, he's he's like, oh, I'm, I'm ready. I'm out. And he's just loving life that he's like, sure, I'll help you. But of course, he's going to do it, you know, the Zemo way, which we find out he's actually... Which he's we very find rich. Out very rich. He's, he's of course he's the baron. baron. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and it was great to see Daniel Brühl back, you know, into the MCU. He really was a, a dynamic role in Civil War, and something that really, if you think about the idea that the the Avengers losing in Infinity War, a lot of that has to do with the, the little seeds that Zemo planted oh, yeah. because he. He broke them apart. So and he was, and he wasn't some some super uh, he, uh, villain like with powers. He's just a normal guy. He just he knew how to tear people apart with mind games, and he's, he's got so it, yeah, good he, at that manipulation. Mm-hmm. He he knows how to get to get to people's strings. So yeah, they traveled to Madripoor, which 
I believe Taylor, you had mentioned before, this was kind of interesting that they chose this city because this has connections to X-Men. Yes. And this was really exciting because, well, Little Madripoor is, if you think of it, it's kind of uh, almost like a, a Singapore kind of place. Yeah, and, yeah. And how it's how it's located. And it's just beautiful city. But this was, you know, we talked about this in WandaVision where we're like, oh, there's some hints to, okay, we know that the MC um, Disney Marvel and Fox are kind of going to be combining with, you know, X-Men properties. This one was the actual, like, true hint. Like, okay, because Madripoor is, is pretty much all all focused on X-Men. It's really all... So the fact that now this is really kind of combining universes is very exciting storytelling. But they get this great scene of them going to the criminal underworld of Madripoor. Yes. they got to find the power the broker. The power broker. Which, <laughs> that right there sounds like a supervillain name. I'm the power broker. But we know that the power broker, whoever this person is, mm-hmm. um, is the person that hired a former Hydra scientist, who is Dr. Nagel. Uh, and that is the person who actually recreated the serum, the super soldier serum. So they're trying to figure out who that is, because obviously, if this person's still out there making more, they want to stop at least the source and then maybe try to get some more inform- you know, information of who this Carly is and the, these Flag Smashers and what their you know goal is. And this was actually was a fun scene because this is where we got another flashback character got to come back. Uh, you know, we had Sharon Carter pop up again, who we had not seen since Civil War. So that mm-hmm. was kind of a nice, uh, you know, return as well. And um, she, she's been kind of having to live on the outskirts and she hasn't had the, you know, the, the privilege to come back to the States because of everything that happened. And she's like, you guys kind of got off on the easy street. She's like, I haven't been given the same kind of, you know, road back. She's like, I'm still waiting. You know, I, I have to have my name cleared before I can go back. And so there's a, you can tell there's a bit of a, uh, an anger toward the U.S. government because Again, she's served yeah, another, so another long. Exam- you know? Another example, different reason, but it shows a little bit of like the, you know, the side we don't see. Like we always see the superheroes, you know, save the day. You know, we know they're going to make it. Um, but like she was kind of collateral, like a lot of these other side characters that, you know, you don't really, oh, we kind of forget cause they're not, their name's not Iron Man or Thor. We kind of forget about these and it, and that's what's so great about the MCU is that it's continually showing the effects of what happens. And there's a great continuation of all that. But so it, it's great in this whole, in this whole episode, because it's very much like kind of a, um, you know, classic spy thriller, a little bit of like kind of, um, John Wick, you know, and all of a sudden mm-hmm. they've got all these uh, bounty hunters after them. And, but they eventually get to meeting of the scientist, Dr. Nagel, and they find out that he made actually 20 doses, quite a few doses of the serum. And, um, you know, what happens and, you know, he, he, he gets, Zemo kills him. And uh, they have this awesome fight with, you know, Sharon really gets to kick some serious butt. And Zemo gets to pull on his classic mask from the comic. Yes. And he goes full Zemo. Uh, gets to do little... some uh, killing of his own. And uh, they take out all these bounty hunters. And it's pretty pretty exciting action sequence. Again, on this kind of, uh, you know, shipyard area where there's a Cla- bunch classic of... Classic in any movie, there's always a good shipyard fight. You know, it's like the, <laughs> it's all the, um, the cargo, the big cargo containers, you know. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of where... Uh, Nagel had had make his little lab so he wouldn't be found. So in the end, you know, Sharon agrees that if, if she tries to help them, uh, Sam's like, you help us out, I'll get you the pardon. So she agrees to that. And then the episode kind of ended with, um, we had the Flag Smashers. They're kind of cracking into the, the GRC. 
and uh, they're trying to find them as well. And at the end, you know, now that Zemo has kind of joined their team in a way, he's kind of like their trio. Um, well, we get Ao from Wakanda shows up at the end. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that was kind of how the episode ended. It was like, oh, well, if you think about it, remembering that uh, Zemo and his dastardly deeds in Civil War uh, definitely was the cause of what killed uh, you know, T'Challa's father. Yes. Which, of course, led to a lot of issues in Civil War and then would go yeah. into Black Panther. And mm-hmm. so they're, uh, they're still angry about Zemo and they want him, you know, in, in their in their mind's eye, their prison. They want him on, you know, to be taken. So we got into episode four. The whole world was watching. And, you know, Bucky, of course, this was, a, you know, a little moment for it was like, okay, we'll give you eight hours. So, you know, she's given him a bit of a time to be like, look, I need Zemo because I need to try to find these people. And she's like, I'll give you eight hours, which is not a lot of time when you think about it. I'm trying to like find a terrorist group and take them down. But um, they realize there's a, uh, a funeral service for Carly's kind of like adoptive mother for some of these, you know, kind of uh, flag smashers, these kind of orphans in a way. And that's where they kind of try to like intercept them and and see, you know, oh, this is where we can find them. And this this made for some really cool, you know, again, that kind of spy element. There's a lot of these sets and these kind of like old rundown buildings where like a lot of people can hide and stuff. And it made for a lot of cool like visual kind of elements. But um, yeah, you gotta you meant the sets on this, you know, these pieces were were very well done. Every episode, it's like perfectly done. But this um, was the episode we had the creepy little moment though, where um. Zemo was singing to the children. <laughs> I know. And he's like, he's like Turkish delights. Like, it's yeah. like he's the white witch from Narnia. I'm like, all right, where's Mr. Yeah. Tumnus? Uh, <laughs> it's like, is he singing? So that was kind of interesting. Um, but yeah, there was, you know, there's the moment where it was kind of a nice moment where Sam, he finds Carly and he tries to talk her down. He tries to just, you know, let it be, you know, uh, and, but then John Walker shows up and mm-hmm. it's like, Oh buddy, like, you know, your timing cannot be worse. And he's, 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 ha- he's had it. Yeah. He's had it. He's, he's done. been he's very like, angry. This whole thing, you know, he wants, he wants to show the world that he can capture the bad guy. I'm Captain, Captain America. America. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, he's very, very headstrong about it. So this led to into a great just action sequence. Uh, this was like, uh, you know, we had the, the um, door melage, they, the two of them coming in with their their long spears, and then you had Bucky and Sam's trying not to fight, but you know, and then of course John Walker with the shield. It was a really great action sequence, and who 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 makes an escape? Because no one was watching him. Zemo, of course. <laughs> Zemo, he does. He pulls a Zemo, uh, but that was a great action sequence, and I really did like that the moment where. Uh, you know, John Walker kind of he takes a second, realizes like I couldn't even beat them, and they're not super soldiers. So it yeah. it, it really bruises his ego. Oh yeah, that he's super supposed sensitive. to be the, this this figure, and he's he's like I couldn't even beat them. Uh, a little bit chauvinistic as well because he's yeah, trying yeah, to yeah. say that they're women and they can't fight, but clearly they kick a lot of butt. And, so and li- listen, they're um, they told you not to touch them, and it's like no touchy, <laughs> just like come yeah. on. That was a cool moment too, and um. You know, Bucky's trying to to stop one of them, and then she did like a little maneuver with his arm, and, just, and his arm fell off. It. Yeah, yeah, 
and it was like uh, you did that you know <laughs> and it was kind of a funny little like untrusty moment but it was like we had to you know, just in case you went crazy again with winter soldier moment on us yeah um so that was pretty cool that they had that ability and they did that secretly but zemo goes and he, he finds carly and he's trying to shoot at her and um that's when he sees all the vials on the floor and oh, he and goes he, he's enraged he just stops he wreck around one by it. one yeah he he stomps them all, and that's, of course, his big thing is he hates the super serums. But one little serum survives, of course. One vial left. <laughs> and who's going to find it but uh, John Walker. Good old Johnny Walker. Johnny and Walker. of course, he looks at it, and right after this realization that he's, you know, his bruised ego, and he's like, I am Captain America, mm. and he's like, hmm. So he has that, he has that ready um, to, to use. And then it kind of caught up again into this, again, this kind of end epic scene where, you know, Walker has really kind of gone off the deep end. You know, it's like just because he got the one little vial, he still wants to get the prize. And in this kind of finale sequence of this episode, at one point there's a lot of fighting going on and Carly actually does a like super sane punch to Hoskins who... He flies back against like a, a bear, you know, a banister and falls. And we, we can Pillar. tell that he's dead. And before this, before this, Sam sees that he actually has taken the serum. And so he's he's super powered and he's ready. He's I don't powered. think we ever see him drink the, the No, the we don't serum. see him. But what happens is because Sam sees him knock a guy fly across the way. And he's oh, like, yeah, you, you can tell. Yeah. So he's super juiced. <laughs> and and, and now, yeah, as we said, he's been working out. But he's angry. He's very angry. And I love when they do this kind of visual moment where it's almost like he can't hear anything. And you can just tell he's like making range. And then he he runs out this window with the shield and he uses it to kind of break out, lands on a car. And he sees Carly's partner and he starts chasing after him. And uh, then we got to this really brutal ending of episode four, which was like so well shot. And it was haunting and it was eerie. Uh, or he brutally murders this man with the shield and he's just standing there like looking like nothing nothing wrong happened and, and you see all these horror all the bat all the little crowd of people with their phones mm-hmm. filming this and then sam buck you're like what have you done he's just like you know did i do that <laughs> um <laughs> which then led into truth and this was a great little starting sequence is you know, of course, Sam and Bucky seeing that are like, all right, we have to we have to take down Walker because he could hurt someone else. And there was this great uh, three way fight scene, uh, you know, in this kind of warehouse area. And it was brutal. This was yeah. like very physical, brutal fight. Uh, and, you know, again, you have to think that Bucky does have some super strength to him. and He's got the arm for sure. Uh, but Sam is just a soldier that has his Falcon suit mm-hmm. and John Walker does have the shield. And now he's a super soldier. So like even with two versus one, it was a very intense, tough fight. Uh, but eventually did lead to, uh, they finally did get Walker down, uh, breaking his arm a bit. And yeah, it was yeah. like really intense. And I just love, there's this moment where Bucky struggles to get up and he picks up the shield and he goes over to Sam and he just throws it on the ground. And you can tell he's like, never give that up again like take the damn shield you know yeah. it was a very like great opening to that episode 
And this was another episode where it was like we had a big action sequence at the beginning. And the rest was more of a, a talking and like going through the motions episode. Yeah. So we, uh, we, we have this great scene with Bucky. He fi- catches up to Zemo and, you know, you have you have Bucky there and, and Zemo's like, you know, just ready to be done. All of a sudden, Bucky has his uh, gun trained to him and, and Zemo's like, oh, I'm going to die. And he's like, he wants to be with his family. That was kind of the whole thing. He was ready to kind of He's die. accepted his death. Yeah, accepted. You know. And of course... He doesn't, and then you see all of a sudden the uh, door of Milaji. They're there, and they they take Zemo away, and is like, you know, thank you for letting him. So we get he gets carted away for another day, <laughs> and he'll be he'll be taken to the raft, is what we are told. So uh, so Zemo still could be back in the future. We hope so because, as we said, if he's not dead, there's always hope. Um, now Walker, you know, he does kind of get this big. Uh, you know, honorable discharge from the government, uh, not to the point of the full extent, but basically, you know, takes away his medals, his, uh, his titles, his, Captain America title, no yep. takes away his, you know, his pension, like all that kind of stuff. And he's just, and he's very aggressive. It's a very great scene where he's like, you made me, which I thought was very interesting thinking of the serum and how, you know, like how soldiers are trained and stuff. He kind of blames them in a way like you, you created this monster. I just kind of juiced up a bit. And then we got introduced to a new character. She came out of nowhere. She's, uh, if you watch Seinfeld, she's Elaine. Uh, <laughs> we did have uh, Julia Louis-Dreyfus came in as Contessa Valentina Allegra de Fontaine. Or Val. Or Val, yeah. Um, and she's kind of like, almost like a villainous. Uh, like a female Nick Fury, anti-Nick Nick Fury. Fury. Yeah. So we're going to get maybe some kind of uh, anti-hero group in the future. Uh and she was kind of like, you know, call me sometime, even though her card had nothing on it. Yeah, there's no number. Um, <laughs> yeah. So that was kind of fun. Um, but, you know, we talked about earlier Isaiah Bradley, and this was a big episode where Sam really wanted to know more about, you know, what happened with him. And and there's a, a really important scene where he says, like, you know, this country will not accept a black Captain America. Yeah. And he and he really kind of goes into it, and you know Sam's really trying to understand like what the importance here is going to be. Is it something that I I shouldn't even pursue, or it's something that you know the truth needs to be known? So that was a very important, I think, scene for Sam to again get continued like um, not only education, the history, but a little bit more of you know he needs kind of more light you know a little match under his fire to kind of you know well, get into and, it and the fact that he's going back into the past with with bradley then he goes back home um to take care of you know his family is you know boat with his sister and then who shows up bucky and they both you know have this coming of like you know they're both not perfect and they both realize we got to kind mm-hmm. of look back at our pasts and just move on and and they kind of like agree you know work together it was great gonna get some great training from Sam with him with the, the shield. shield and yeah. you, you've got a great kind of, um, you know, those montages are always good. Oh, and yeah. it's, it, it was really poignant for both him and especially Bucky. Cause he was like, you know, I like these. He's like, yeah, I was, I was making amends. He's saying you weren't making amends. You were avenging, you know, and that, that's not, not good for either. So they both are like, they agreed. Okay. We got to move on while now we see the flag smashers are, are, ramping up their game they're like okay mm-hmm. we've got this full thing like it all started just kind of stirring up trouble and starting things now it's like we're gonna we're gonna kidnap uh, we're gonna attack the grc conference in new york 
uh, and they've got they brought back Patrock. So you know he wants a little little payback. And we find out that it's a Sharon Carter is actually one who hired him. So we find out that she she's the power broker essentially. Yes. Uh, And then um, we do know that uh, we get kind of our first mid credit scene for the whole season. Uh, We see John Walker is secretly building his own kind of scrapped up uh, shield, (laughs) you know, out of out of metal he finds in his war medals, like the first Iron Man suit. It's like (laughs) just gonna throw it together. Yeah, he's kind. It's kind of like a shield. Fifth grade science project putting it together. But we concluded with our final episode, One World, One People. Mm-hmm. And uh, this whole first, the real first half hour was uh, nonstop action packed. Uh, it was epic. And, you know, Sam was left with this little case uh, from the Wakandans. And um, we kind of were expecting it and knowing, knowing it was going to be finally the moment of his growth for this season but we do get him in his Captain America suit, which is a kind of a mix of, it is still a Falcon, you know, tech in terms of they can fly and all that stuff. Yeah. But the colors are very much his version of Captain America. And of course he has the shield. Um, And this whole like first, you know, half was a lot of great, uh, you know, they definitely put a lot of money into this final episode. A lot of great like helicopter fighting and like flying situations with Sam. Uh, He got a big fight with Patrock in the beginning and, Again, he's he's a very good fighter, that Patrock guy with his, you know, he's kicking Sam's butt a few times. Um, yeah. And him still kind of getting used to how using the shield and and then with the flag smashers and, you know, they're trying to get to this place to to essentially take some of these these GRC members and try to get them away to kind of, you know, they're kind of like and, hold them for ransom because they hold them ransom. You know, yeah. Again, and the whole the whole premise of their story is because of the blip they were displaced and then and that's what's so great about this kind of thing this movie although a movie sorry that's a weird thing with the show is that even though it's you know based on this fictional thing where everyone was snapped out of existence it's kind of very reminiscent of you know years ago where people were displaced from their lives through you know imperialism or because of gentrification and all this so there's a little bit of like really big themes uh, overarching more themes that are at work here that in real life but of course you know we've got Sam and Bucky they do stop them and there we get this amazing amazing scene where um, our new Captain America is revealed and Sam is on live television and just telling the story like you guys need to work together and you know he's like I'm just it was such a great quote. Where he's like, you know, I don't have powers. I just, you know, I have a voice, and I'm. I, I just know I, that we can do better. Yes, kind of his message, and and it was a powerful, you know. Again, Sam's not going to be someone that's like he didn't want to fight Carly. He wanted just to try to talk to her and stop her, but she gets so ramped up in her anger, and in the end, he he really did refuse to fight her. He kept being like, "I'm not going to fight you," and he's just taking blows. And then in a moment where she was about to kill him. Uh, Sharon did shoot Carly and that was kind of how she died. And, you know, it's not out of, out of vengeance. He wanted to really help these people. And he sees that even though, even though she was flawed with, you know, anger and she kind of went to a darker path, which of course the serum could have been a thing that affected mm-hmm. that. Yeah. He kind of sees that, you know, you need someone that's going to stand up for people like her that are not really seen and understood by the world powers that be. And so it was kind of powerful that he, he kind of his first kind of message is Captain America is like, no, we can do better and we should do better. And I also liked, you know, we kind of got the idea that John Walker really was going to be this like straight villain. But because he still has, you know, that kind of 
there's still that part of him i think that still he does want to be a hero he does he's got really he's caught up in his emotions yeah. he does in the end save people and he kind of becomes like a third team member which is why i think overall they were smart to not leave him off as a villain they kind of left him as Again, it's kind of like an anti-hero. Like he has his moments where he's heroic and maybe well, yeah. in the wrong hands, he might be a little dastardly. We don't exactly. know. Exactly. It's all about his good intentions. But um, and then, of course, the rest of the Flag Smashers are caught. Uh, and all of a sudden we, we think, oh, they're going to get away and then <laughs> blow up. And then we see Zemo's butler uh, mm-hmm. and you see him in the raft reading a book and like watching the news. And he's like, so. Again, Zemo's influence is still out there, and it's still out there, and he so can do we, things even when he's he's captured, which was a pretty cool scene. So, I'm sure we'll get to see more Zemo in the future. But we did have a uh, Val back for a quick little scene with John Walker. Uh, gave him a new suit, and now we get the code name U.S. Agent. So um, he could be, you know, she's like, things are about to get really weird, and we don't need a Captain America. Mm-hmm. So that was kind of interesting. You know, there's been rumors of the Thunderbolts or Young Avengers or, you know, another team. So that's kind of where we left off with John Walker. And he's very, he's very excited. He's like, I'm back. Like he kind of has that joy again that he has this kind of uh, this, this title. So I think that was kind of nice how they left it off for that. Uh, but yeah, Bucky, he finally does make amends with the last person on his list. And he really does take that moment to, just to own up that, you know, this old man that he's been having sushi with all the time. And he's kind of been waiting to bring up the moment that he was the one responsible for the death of his son. He finally does. And even though he, he hurts this man for that second, it does bring him somewhat peace that he's finally confronted yeah. that, uh, which was a great thing. And then um, there was this really touching ending here where, you know, Isaiah Bradley, you know, Sam's like, you should uh, you should come by the museum. I want to show you something. So he brings his his grandson with him, and they show up. And of course, that museum has all this stuff of Steve, and you know Bucky's in there, and it's you know World War II, a lot of that you know memoriam. And then they turn the corner, and there's a whole new gold-looking statue of Isaiah Bradley. This whole plaque that says about his service to this country. And it's just a really powerful moment showing how. When you have that platform and you have the power to, you know, Sam's like, I would never be where I am today and have this position if it wasn't for the sacrifice of someone like and, this, you know. And which is a little f- cool fun fact. Um, in this time, every time we see Isaiah, he has his grandson taken care of him, uh, who is Elijah. And in the comics, uh, he becomes part of the Young Avengers, a.k.a. Mm-hmm. the Patriot. So it was really important to see that where, okay, there was an honor, you know, you know, he's led to believe, you know, his grandfather, like, had the same values. And he's like, oh, there is hope. So I think this is great because it kind of sets the sets the tone for, you know, potential young Avengers. Again, we're talking about, um, you know, with, you know, who knows, we're going to have them, maybe uh, even the the Maximov, you know, kids. Uh, so mm-hmm. so there's a lot of, you know, that, which is really great. And then I know it was we really cool. Get- the, the title card right when the episode ended. Yeah, it went from Falcons and Winter Soldier, and then it changed to Captain America and the Winter Soldier, and uh, so that was a very big deal. That right then and there, even though the show is called that, um, he's no longer known as Falcon. This is now his new title. He is Captain America. But mm-hmm. we did. We were Taylor left off with a little, a little last uh, mid-credit teaser there at the mm-hmm. end, 
um, with with Miss Carter, with Miss Carter. Yeah, she rejoins. He does get back in the CIA and gets her part, gets her access, and then she mm-hmm. walks away, big old smile on her face, and she gets a phone call like, "Now I have access to all the government secrets." I'm like, "Okay, so the power broker became more powerful." Yes, and who knows, you know, where this all could lead. And then the exciting thing was, we we weren't, you know, ever confirmed at all if this was going to have a season two. I think this really is a one and done series, but. We do now have official news that there is Captain America four in mm-hmm. the works, yes. and I'm I'm assuming it fully it'll be uh, based around Sam as Captain America and hopefully Bucky back, and maybe we'll see the continuation of Sharon's uh, you know evil deeds as the power broker and what new people might show up with some you know, especially you think of uh, the tech that might be uh, in the government vaults or things that the Avengers have used that you know, you know people that shouldn't be used that might get to use so. I'm very excited to see what they do with Sam as Captain America in the future. You know, it's like they can't get him to this position and then this be the end of the road. So we're going to have him back at some point. And, you know, Chris Evans did such a great job, Steve Rogers, and he really was a pivotal uh, role for that character for so long. But now it is Anthony Mackie's turn to really show some more of what he has. And, you know, Sebastian Stan, wonderful as always, as Bucky. Those two really work well together as like these buddies. And I, I want to see more of them in yeah. the future. And, and, and I think, the, you know, yeah. with more of a movie budget, you know, I think they did a lot of great work in this. And Disney Plus has obviously put out the money with Marvel to have it really well. But I'm imagining now the two of them in an action movie with the caliber of the size and quality of a Civil War or a Winter Soldier. I'm excited to see that in the future. You know, yeah. and yeah, and, and, and more again to the the tropes. That I think they did a great job with the buddy cop, you know, spy thriller again that theme. And then there was again a lot of great focus in this about not only um, race and identity, and you know, from everyone from you know what does it mean for you know symbolism, what does it mean to be part of a group people partnership so there's a lot of beautiful themes in here and i think very similar to like movies like 48 hours lethal weapon rush hour you know all these other you know great buddy cop films before you know led to it but again the same feel of a great marvel production but yeah i'm i'm really excited to the potential of captain america 4 like what's gonna you know but what's that gonna be how it's gonna be affected by other movies coming into it there's gonna be a lot lot to come but i thought tour de force what a great job this series, even if it's limited, you know, what an amazing job they did. I was really excited about this, uh, but I, I think I enjoyed a little bit more than WandaVision, honestly, just because I just liked the pacing of it. It kept really good energy. It was and... quicker paced and it, it got more to the point. I mean, of course, it's only six episodes compared to nine, but these were longer episodes than the WandaVision episodes. But WandaVision was a slow burn. This really was a, you know, keep you, keep you grounded right rush. away. Yeah. Adrenaline rush. And um, yeah, it was, it was just all around great show. This That's, you know, two for two for, so far uh, for these MCU shows. And I'm pretty sure that uh, Loki might even top these two. So we're looking forward to that starting in June. But uh, thanks for listening today, folks. Of course, if you're wanting to rewatch The Falcon Winter Soldier, or if you listen to this whole thing and hadn't even watched it, I don't know why you would listen to this, but uh it's, of course, streaming on Disney+. And uh, that was this week's Potential Pick. Thanks for listening to The Potential Podcast. You can follow us on Instagram and Facebook at The Potential Podcast or on Twitter at The Potential Pod. Or you can email us. Send us your positive feedback and thoughts, suggestions, and more 
through our email, thepotentialpodcast at yahoo.com. I'm your host, Chris Dewar. And I'm your host, Taylor Sokol. Stay tuned for more episodes on pop culture, entertainment, and nerdum. And remember, know, know your, your potential. potential.